On the roof! Cassidy is gone. There is only carnage! Look into your eyes as you die. Sorry? I don't feel so good. Spider-Man! Don't let him get away! He's a menace to the entire city! Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Spider-Man Snacks Idiots Podcast. Feels good to say that. I am your host, Austin Collum, joined by Tyler Day. I am also your host. And Parker W. Thomas. I just learned I might actually be a host too. It's been five months. Uh, I've had a baby. Parker had a baby. Um, I had three. Flushed it about (laughs) 10 minutes ago. Tyler had three babies. I retired. Um, yeah, so life has gotten in the way and, uh, we're for you guys. S- yeah. Mm-hmm. I've been doing podcasts. <laughs> Listen to my Spider-Man Doc yeah. Ock and Tyler, Idiots podcast. Yeah. Actually, Tyler just started a podcast. It's called the Joe Rogan podcast. Check it out. <laughs> it's a, um, it's a small podcast. <laughs> <laughs> it's a little Nobody's podcast. Nobody's really listening to, to it. Does. It's going to be big though. It's yeah. He really started big. the Joe Rogan podcast. Um, and the Tim Ferriss podcast. So he does. he's the host of both of those. So check them out. Um, well, we have a lot to discuss. It's It's been a long time. We're in a new studio, this nice uh, kind of brick studio. I actually like it. There's quite a bit of space. I dig it. Uh, Nick is still, our, still here. We're all back. The gang is back. It's like a reunion tour. And we're going to try to get more consistent. We There's a lot of cool things coming up, a lot of cool pop culture, and we're going to try to stay up on it so. and there's a lot of stuff that has happened and there's a lot of snacks there's that we need to still try and we will not stop this podcast until we try, until we try every single snack there's a lot of <laughs> spider-man yep what yes so let's get to our first segment the snack section roll it pizza time So I have a expo marker in my hand. I'm gonna go ahead and eat that. Spin this, and whoever it lands on is gonna go first. Are you? Uh, disclaimer: <laughs> Snacks are actually edible. <laughs> didn't land on anybody. All right, Tyler, Ooh. you're starting with the snack. Okay. And reminder: We are all trying this snack. Yep, we're doing it now, where we all try it. Yep. If you I don't just remember. was really excited to eat this, so that's why I chose it. Ooh. Dang, that looks good. It's called Snackworthy is the brand. It says real, affordable snacks. Simply cinnamon roll. Was it affordable? Um, it was $1.99. Are so they nuts? No. Overpriced. Way overpriced. Um, I just saw cinnamon roll and I got really excited. I'm pretty sure so. you saw affordable and got excited too. No, I'm freaking rich. Yeah. <laughs> From his Joe Rogan podcast. <laughs> no, it's a small podcast, guys. <laughs> trust me. It's independent. All right, let's 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 do this. I, uh, smell test is good. Okay. It's is cinnamony. Dang, Parker got a whole handful. Okay, I only took one, and I'm kind of regretting that now. I, oh, that's right. Mm. 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 They taste like corn puffs. Corn but pops. With cinnamon. It tastes like breakfast cereal. Which, yeah. yeah. Hmm. That's not a bad thing, though. What new snack can we make? Hey, let's just take and fill a bag. The texture's kind of kinda weird for me. Let's I, describe more what we're feeling. 
I like the flavor. I'm not a fan of the texture. The, the texture is kind of weird. The crunchiness. It's like it's, caramel corn mixed with like yep. corn puff breakfast cereal. I was gonna like say the shell of caramel corn. Like before you bite into it, it's like caramel corn. Yeah. And then when you bite into it, it's like breakfast cereal. I actually <laughs> like, like it. I, I it's buy really that. It's really good. Yeah. <laughs> Interesting. Parker, is, what do you think? I'll give it a seven. For the Parker folks back home, a it's a gluten-free thing, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And vegan. And vegan. Oh, my gosh. Now my hands are all sticky. Cow eyeballs. <laughs> um, I'm going to give it a six out of ten. I really like cinnamon and breakfast cereals. So I'm going to give it a 7.5. There's no chili powder or lime on it, so it's not a perfect. Snack okay, for okay, me. I'm gonna play, I'm gonna do eight. It's an eight. Dang, Sorry, it's guys. an eight. Yes. Wow. We're rounding up. Okay. Well, thank you for bringing that snack. You're welcome. I'm gonna keep snacking on these because I got a bunch. You spin that marker. Oh yeah, I'll spin the marker. All right, here we go. I'm gonna say. Okay. Wow. Tyler again. I'm gonna say that's me. Oh, Nick. Nick, what snack did you bring for the group? Oh, okay. I'm going to bring out my snack. He's all eating healthy over there. Oh, yes. I brought... I still haven't tried this yet. (laughs) I brought liquid death mountain water. No, 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 no. You did not. Yes, I did. That's your snack. Yes. Okay. We're all going to try it. I've already had some. And I... I'm going to tell you this. It is the most water-tasting water, water you've ever had. <laughs> All right, so let me explain this can for those who can't see. You will see. ever have in your life. It is a it is a 16.9 fluid ounce. It says mountain water, murder your thirst. In strange turn of events, gamers go from Mountain Dew to liquid death. This frosty can of pristine Australian mountain water won't just refresh your body; it will murder your thirst. I'm going to give it a 10 out of 10. I don't like violence. I love it. I love this water. I love this can. So that's 10 out of 10 for me. Tyler? I mean, gosh. Just the water taste just comes through so water-like. It's just incredible. Wasn't it Nick who said his favorite drink was water? (laughs) (laughs) That's right. Do you want to try this? This is your favorite. Considering you have to try it now. You kind of need it to live. I can see why that would be, but. (laughs) I know. That's their slogan. That's water. (laughs) No, it's shockingly water. (laughs) No, Nick. No, it's literally water. water. It's water. (laughs) Hey, we should call. We should start up a water company and call it Nick's Water, and just the slogan would just be that. That's water. Okay, guys. Water's my favorite drink. <laughs> I'm going to give it a 10 out of 10 Wait, really? water points. <laughs> what about normal points? As a snack, I'm going to give it like a, a 0.1 out of 10. <laughs> All right, 10 out of 10 or 1.1 1. 1 out of 10 for Tyler. Parker, what do you think? Um, you know, I too am a fan of water. I like living. Um, what? I know. I'm going to, it's, it's water. It's as neutral as you can get. I'm going to give it a five out of 10. 
Middle of the road. Fair. Can we just use that to describe all of our snacks from now on? Water points? It's just it's just water. It's just food. It's, <laughs> it's just, just it's just a snack. Um this is the greatest drink of all time. I, okay. I order cases of these. Based on like originality For $24.99. Alone, I mean, considering the marketing of this thing, it's pure genius. I'm gonna give it a ten. For the marketing. It's water in a can. I mean So water. Yeah. But it's got a good pH. And it's not filtered. It's a recycled can. There's a lot of benefits but to what it. I, but what I like about it the most is that it is just water. <laughs> For those it's of just, you... It's just water. For those of you who remember the Power Thirst era, this is kind of like reminiscent of that. It's, so. Honestly, it kind of reminds me of water. <laughs> it reminds me of... <laughs> All right, Parker, what did you bring for the group? All right. Um, since God, you made a mess. I, since I'm surprised, like, we haven't tried these yet. <laughs> God, that was loud. That come through? <laughs> through the room okay what did you bring i have got corn nuts ranch yes. ranch corn nuts specifically vegan yes nice the ranch powder is actually vegan surprisingly so i'm gonna i low-key love corn nuts so i'm kind of stoked oh, i haven't had them in so long but i saw them and i forgot i like them Excuse me. Sorry, Emma. Emma's not pregnant anymore, so we're good. That's right. Oh, never mind. She's back to liking burping sounds Shout now? out to River. Hey, River, go to bed, champ. <laughs> that stale flavor, that's the novelty. Right. That's what you want in corn nuts. I like that stale corn chip smell. So corn nuts, ranch flavor. Tyler, what do you think so far? What are you th- what are you feeling from these? This is not water. <laughs> Thank you, Cotton. Not this at is, all like water. It's definitely not water. Okay. It is a very corny. <laughs> <laughs> Continue. <laughs> Got a hint of nuts. <laughs> what else? We're rusty, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> and a hint of ranch flavoring okay. for go. some reason in there. Parker, what do you think of them? I think, honestly, I don't know that I could have said it any better than Tyler. They're corny, nutty, and ranchy. So I'm going to give them a five out of ten. Tyler? Four. Five and a half. Well, that's that. They were much better when I was a kid. What was our favorite snack of the day? Oh, water. <laughs> the cinnamon thingies. I actually agree. Those those were. They have snack in the brand name. I mean, come on. Hey, murder your thirst with that's a snacks. cheat. I'm, my favorite's the water. It just reminds me a lot of water. And growing up, I drank a lot of water. <laughs> and so, just to have that feeling oh, come back. Did you ever? Um, <laughs> I'm serious. Did you ever swim in water? <laughs> no, never. I've heard that's really fun. Okay, I'm dead serious, though. Have you ever opened a can of water, poured it in a bathtub, and then just immersed your body in it? That sounds um, expensive. Yes, every time. <laughs> well, my favorite's water, uh, Liquid Death. I think the branding is enough for me because aesthetic is important to me and they recycle. It's recycled cans, so I appreciate that. Uh, it's part- recycled water, too. 
Yeah, some they like old guys like spit in it. Yeah, and that's what we're drinking. It's dinosaur pee. <sighs> All right, we got a lot of. Wait, Parker, what did you say was your favorite? The cinnamon. Oh, cinnamon. Yeah. Okay. Things. So cinnamon won this week. Whatever. Yeah. Over water. <clears throat> Big deal. Okay, we have a lot of news to get to. Parker, <clears throat> you ready? Yes. <laughs> I think it's a disgrace. You are fake news that was false and fake. It's a disgrace what took place. It's a disgrace and never happened. All right. So to start us off with the news, we got some uh, some new releases coming up, new movies that have been announced and uh, the release date. So Quiet Place Part 2, um, a lot of you probably knew that was coming out. What if we did a quiet podcast where we didn't say anything? <laughs> a quiet Starting podcast now. Too. This is bad podcasting. <laughs> okay, Parker would have died. Parker, you literally would have been... It's okay, I'll take one. That is not a good survival strategy. <laughs> we got to be like... I just did some sign language because I'm fluent. I'm pretty sure. Listen, that, you guys don't want to know what I'm saying in sign language right now. I was so, saying, hi, how are you? So that comes out March 20th, 2020. Uh, as you know, he died. So it's just her. There's like a 10 second oh. teaser on, online right now. Oh, that's right. Yeah, Spoiler, alert. Spoiler, Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. If you haven't I seen it. I forgot he died. I forgot he died. If you haven't seen it, I'm sorry. Well, yeah, you're but. just like, ah. You're um, like, bam, no. <laughs> and Dwight killed him with yep. uh, Recyclotron. Yes. <laughs> By the way, Nick, I, I watched almost all of Silicon Valley, not even in the same ballpark as Office. Like, it's a good show. It's but a different kind of humor. Not as good as I like Silicon, Val- Silicon Valley. He's drinking his... You're so crazy. All right, continue, Parker. Uh, this one's for Nick Austin. Nick just went mute for some reason. Can't talk anymore. <laughs> There's no ability to talk. <laughs> he lost his ability to talk for some reason. Uh, this next one's for Austin. Uh, Top Gun 2 has been announced it's the worst out. movie ever <laughs> top gun and tom cruise and scientology can all go hey, look, away forever i don't like tom cruise but i love actually i don't know why but i, I like love scientology <laughs> <laughs> uh that comes out june 26 2020 uh the next one is christopher nolan's very kind of obscure next film so mm. all we have right now is the t- the name it's tenet t-e-n-e-t what's and it about Anything? We don't know yet. On, on we just know the the yeah. Name of it. So on Instagram they posted about it. It's literally just the word tenet with the e and the t upside down on the other side. So as it spins, it's the exact same thing back and forth. Oh. So I don't know what tenet. it's about, but cool. uh, that comes out June July seventeenth, twenty twenty. Okay, so there's another one. F nine. I was like, okay, I think I know what this is. Fast and Furious nine. Yes. They're just continuing to go with these. More. They're going to announce more. it with a trailer and a concert. Like, a concert. I don't know why, but uh, they're That's also, the only way to announce your movie. Yeah. They're running out of ideas. Uh, and the fact that people are see Vin Diesel's acting and is like, oh, he needs money. Like, we need to pay him to actually He act. literally is Groot in Guardians <laughs> of the Galaxy. Like, they gave and him that role. You know. Yeah, it's it, it needs to stop, but okay. Uh, they're rebooting Home Alone. I saw that. That's Did so you? dumb. Yeah, I'm not That's, for that at all. Yeah, uh, I don't know if I can be okay get on with, board that with that because I'm not for I think, that. I think the kid is the reason why people watched it. Yeah, Macaulay Culkin. Yeah, yeah, but that slapstick humor was really funny when it came out back then in the... Then just, just make a slapstick humor 
movie. Don't make a Home Alone reboot. There's only two people that can make slapstick funny and it's still relevant, and that's the Coen brothers, and that is it. Yeah. Agreed. Um, okay, is it so, going to have him in it? No, God, no. no, no, no. It's, if, all, it's all new people. What if he was one of the Macaulay robbers Culkin's this time? 40 years old, still living okay, at I home. Okay, I would see that. That'd be sick. He's like one of, he plays, yes. um, who's the guy that robs? Um, what's that? Uh, Joe Pesci. Yeah, Joe Pesci. Like right, he plays brothers, um, you heard it here first. You better pay me for my idea. Yes. Uh, okay, so, I doubt the Coen brothers are going to make a Home Alone re- <gasps> Reboot. They're really low. They might as well do Dancing with the Stars if they're going to do that. The Dancing with How the Stars can you the go? movie. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, so next on our list is some Star Wars news. So Spock right, is back. Yeah, right now, as of recording, today just got uh, the preliminary reviews got released. It's not looking too good. Yeah, today is um, December 18th, so Whoa, the movie's going to be out no, by the time no. this is out. Today is the day that the podcast comes out. Today is the they day that you're be- listening to it, even Santa if it's 10 years in the real? future. They can't believe that we record this ahead of time. Oh, sorry. Oh, yeah. This is the day that you're so listening we, to it. Bottom line is we haven't seen Star Wars yet. No, we haven't. But, we, but the reviews, the Rotten Tomato score got released. and 117 preliminary reviews have it at 56%, which, which is, is rotten less than great. It's not it's good. Rotten. Yeah. Is that the lowest score of all the Star Wars movies? Uh, I think thus far? Force Awakens was. What's, hey, look up real quick, or somebody, Nick, or somebody can look up. Um, what's Episode One? The Rotten Tomato score for Episode no, One. No, I think um, Attack of the Clones is lower than Phantom no, Menace. No, it's not. It is not. I Rotten know that for Tomatoes a fact. just recently released an image. Episode Two is fresh. It's uh, so yeah. Episode One was at fifty four percent. So fifty four. So they're saying two percent above it. It's as bad as Phantom Menace. But, but Phantom Menace is one of my favorites. I was gonna say we I all love, love racing. Phantom Menace. So it's entertaining. See, that's what yeah. I'm saying. It's like critics will rate those Star Wars movies low, but that doesn't really. Yeah, mean, I'm pretty mean sure Phantom because Menace we is like a Phantom Menace. Score. Obviously, it's not the best movie in the world as far as like you know the directing and everything like that, but. Um, so with all this going on, Ryan Johnson was recently interviewed. Um, and he said that when you cater to fans, bad things can happen. And this is interesting coming from somebody who just released a movie that's sitting this low so far. Um, you know, Wait, Ryan Johnson directed the last one. I thought he just did last, the last Jedi. Yeah. He did the last Jedi. No, JJ Abrams. JJ Abrams is doing the rise this, of Skywalker. Wait, yes. I thought, I thought it was, was it both of them? No, no, I think it's just JJ. JJ came back to do the last one. So he did The Force Awakens. Ryan Johnson did The Last Jedi. Last Jedi, yeah. And then J.J. came back for the ending movie. I'm, and I'm sorry, but I love Last Jedi. I think it's really good. Well, oh, no, I think there's so some Force really Awakens, good sequences. Uh, Last Jedi, 91%. So the last two movies haven't done bad. I honestly, I didn't know that. I thought I thought it was Ryan that was uh, directing this, so. Oh, heck no. Okay. No, it's, it's uh, yep, J.J. Abrams, yeah. I thought... The Last Jedi had really good Star Wars moments in them, yeah. but the movie as a whole, as a as a plot and a story, did not make any sense at all. Well, Rose is trash. Like that was the worst character. Yes. Um. There's definitely the casino. The whole casino that planet, took up that took up like a a good half that hour. That could have been thrown so away. That could have been thrown movie. away. Um, but there's certain scenes when, when, um, Kylo and Ray are fighting yes. and it's all red around Snoke. That yeah. is like one of the most unbelievable scenes yeah. in a Star Wars movie, yeah. period. It's up there. It was, yeah, it's very so fun I'm not, to watch. With this, with these critics reviews, I'm not nervous. No. It, I, it, no. Well, honestly, I'm almost like not surprised. We've already paid for honestly, it. Honestly, so. I mean, 
it might mean that we might like it more yeah, that the does. critics don't like it because maybe he's catering more to the fans and the critics don't necessarily understand that. Yeah. yeah. Critics are looking at it as a movie, as like, you know, a whole. Right. So, I don't know. We'll see where we go. We'll we'll do it. We're gonna, next episode's going to be on it. This yeah. is key, though. So Lucasfilm president Kathleen Kennedy uh, said that the future of the franchise is going to deviate from the trilogy format that we all know. Right. Um, in favor of being able to stretch a story and not be confined to a box of three films. Right. So right. I heard about that. That's actually really good because... It's going to be like the MCU style. Exactly. But the thing is, is when you try to shove a, a story as complex as Star Wars into, you know, well, three trilogies, it's still not enough room. I mean, yeah. it's a whole universe, literally. Well, and but, that's why The Mandalorian is doing so well because yeah. it's a yeah. long you story. Can, We're totally understanding everything. Yeah. That's why Star Wars lasted so long in between like Disney taking over because of all these people making their own stories of Star Wars, creating these books and these storylines and all that and all of it kind of tying in yeah. to what was canon but now is not. Yeah. That's what that's what I think but people then, loved about Star Wars is just all these like side stories like that you could go off of or you know any of that sort of stuff is just what I at least I gotta, really enjoyed about it. I got to ask what is canon in regards to Star Wars because right now as far as I've looked back Lucas only wrote the first book. He wrote a new hope. Yeah. Everything he, else was screenplay. Everything else was screenplay yeah. and then was was basically written for book mm-hmm. by other people. Um but I guess as far as the original canon, they don't even exist anymore. You can't no. find an original book Mm-mm. brand we new We found anymore. some when we were in Seattle, me and Tyler. We, that are we used, got some the, used, the used the copies. Yeah. Disney made yeah. sure of it. They, like, they like, literally like tried to erase yeah. the whole of what is canon because they're creating their own canon. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Which is dumb. Why would you do that? MCU if I remember, isn't doing that. MCU is basing it off the yeah. comics. If I remember correctly, in the in the old canon, Leia takes over. She has like two kids or whatever. And they, yeah, she has twins with Han and then yeah. they become Jedi. They become Jedi. It becomes a circle because like evil, Luke becomes um, evil and then they're, Leia's kids like rise up and take yep. over. It's just like it becomes a cycle basically. It's so similar but very dissimilar. But Yeah, exactly. But um, We'll see. We're going to talk about it next week. So. Exactly. I think what they're trying to do is they're trying to get away from the Skywalker family, which yeah. is what the all of the Star Wars movies have been about. Which is why they're saying this is the end of the Skywalker series. Right, yeah. so they're they probably, they're going to end whatever is going on with the Skywalker family. They're going to say, you know, whatever about Rey and about Kylo or whatever. Um, and they're probably just going to leave it open at the end of the movie is what I'm thinking. I keep hearing a rumor that they're going to probably go back to the old Republic era too. I mean, I've heard people oh, talking about that. it. I would Here's love a, that. The story there is if incredible. If they did that. Yeah. I would so love cool. that because that's like the the prime time of like Jedi and Sith exactly. warring against each other. That the would be old, so cool to watch. Yep. So uh, next on our list, the new Xbox, or as it was originally called, the Series X, uh, but Microsoft recently dropped that portion of the name, so it's literally just called the Xbox, um, was announced and revealed, and it's an absolute unit. It's vertically really tall. It's almost like they took a PC tower, kind of made it small because it's like square shaped but tall it's the best way i can explain it um so it doesn't look like it would fit in anything but they've also said that you can like tip it over and like lay it on its side it's just weird this new generation of consoles they haven't right they haven't revealed what the ps5 is going to look like yep but the, i'm sure it's going to be some wonky design <laughs> it's well i hate getting online and going and seeing like p- user generated like design content because yeah. it's always garbage 
<laughs> but I then, love this whole new box style. Like I love the new Tesla. It's, I love it's it all. supposed to be clean and sharp, like you know, a very minimalistic aesthetic. Right. Which is this Xbox has like no branding anywhere. It's just a black box. I feel like PS5 is going to come out with something crazy. Well, what they've already talked about with the PS5 is that their new controllers, the new DualShock 5 controllers, are going to have haptic feedback rather than dual. Uh, oh, that's rather, pretty cool. Rather than shock. So feedback. kind of doing in the route that Nintendo went with their like whatever feedback exactly so like your triggers that you're used to they'll actually give you resistance based on like the pressure of something or your toggle sticks will actually you know your your thumb sticks will actually give you resistance based off of something so like if you're ice skating your your thumb sticks will actually feel like you're on ice i don't know how that's the best way to explain it is it's like a controller that responds to the re, yeah. to the scenario of whatever you're doing <clears throat> no i recently so. got um an oculus rift and one thing that i noticed that is really cool about it is that the touch controls, even if you don't press any buttons, it knows where your hands are at, like yeah. where your fingers are on the controller. Like if you're resting your finger on top of one of the buttons, it'll show that. That's pretty cool. Even if you're not pressing anything. So the technology is just, you know. Yeah, future, the future for gaming technology is insane. Yeah, yeah they're I'm so talk, excited. They're talking about, you know, wearing these things that will be able to like read your mind while you're playing to actually make things difficult or more intense if you're getting bored with the game. It's pretty crazy where things are going, but uh, yeah, we'll see. Uh, next on our list, Disney Plus has been released for quite some time now, actually, compared to <laughs> yeah. other things we typically talk about. But it's we want to talk about it because there's a lot there. With the, the package up front, it was just full of, you know, backlog of movies, the whole vault pretty much, um, Pixar shorts, Pixar movies, all of Marvel that they have. Uh, a lot of their licensing agreements with their previous other streaming uh, services go up, I think, about mid-2020. So, you know, like uh, Endgame will be available. Um, I'm trying to think of what Last else. Last Jedi. Last Jedi will still be available mid-2020. So there's still a lot of movies that, you know, li with licensing, once it's up, will come over. But, I mean, everything is there. But eventually, Disney will own everything. Yeah. <laughs> With the yeah, exception would, of Song of the South, you will not find that anywhere. I think <laughs> Disney the tried. They, yeah. yeah, I think Disney tried to get rid of that, which is weird. from all face of the earth. Well, no, they had the best ride. At, one of the best rides at Disneyland. The oh, one yeah. that I almost got Splash us kicked Mountain off on is incredible. <laughs> yeah, Splash Mountain. Um, yeah, when it came out, like, well, when I heard about it and I heard about the Mandalorian, I was like, oh yeah, I'll get it. But I really did not know that they were literally going to have everything Disney movie. It's amazing. Like we're able, like me and Lacey will will just play like some Disney movie in the background. Yeah. It's, I love it. It so took much. me a while to figure it out, but they don't have everything that you can see visible. So it's kind of like a Netflix setup where, you know, that the same user interface, yeah, you, have to you, search. you actually have to search cause they've yeah. got stuff that's not shown. So it if you go to Marvel and look through. at the exactly. Yeah. Some featured stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So we're, we're fans of it, but I'm, I mean, I'm having a good time. We'll have a, we'll have, we'll, we'll talk more on the Mandalorian after, after this first season. Yeah. Once the five. season's done, we'll do an episode on it. We're going to get more consistent with episodes. So yeah, uh, but so next? far, definitely a fan. Um, and so this has kind of been some news for some time, but we haven't been able to talk about it. And it is a really big deal, especially for the core of this podcast. Spider-Man, um, if you haven't heard, is coming back to the Marvel Cinematic Universe um, after a contentious battle between Sony Pictures and Disney. So originally, it was he was let go from the whole MCU with Sony basically claiming ownership of him and saying that Disney no longer had anything because they could not come to a financing agreement. I mean, this was back in August. The two companies announced that their partnership would dissolve and that Marvel Studios' Kevin Feige would no longer produce the Tom Holland starring Spider-Man franchise. 
Now, reportedly, the root of the problem was coming to, like I said, financial terms for a new deal moving forward. Now, according to a statement in Variety magazine, Feige uh, and producer Amy Pascal announced the continuation of Spider-Man's story in the MCU. So the next movie, uh, the next um, MCU Spider-Man movie is going to come out. It's going to be directed by Kevin Feige, and he's going to be in other stuff moving forward, not only in the MCU, but also in the Sony Spider-Man universe. Oh, maybe Venom. Yeah. Dang, so he's going to be cross-platforming. This is an interesting thing that we're getting into. So stupid with these businesses, and they're all like trying to own these characters. I'm it's happy for it, though, because that means way more Spider-Man, and I love Tom yeah, Holland. So. Yeah, I agree. I mean, and I think also, too, it looking hindsight on it, was it ever really a for sure thing? That, I think, I, I I think mean, part I, of it was a publicity. Me and Tyler yeah, talked about this. And publicity. Me and Tyler talked about this. Me, we had doubts from the very beginning. Yes. I was like, I was like, there's, uh, they're there's, gonna bring them back. Yeah, there's, there's no, no way. way you can walk away. They're from losing something that's so much money. Multi-billion by, dollar deal. Yeah. Yeah. There's no way. So I think, I think we kind of called it, and yeah. everybody was like freaking out, like, oh, you know, Spider-Man's out of the universe for like, no. for a whole month at least. But you know, was Disney being? Uh, Cheap and um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? I don't know. Greedy. Yeah, there we go. Yeah, greedy. Uh, yes, I think they were being greedy. You know, and Sony's obviously holding on. This is their flagship. This is their baby. So they're not going to let go of him so easily for half of the profits. I mean, five yeah. percent of first. Uh, what is it? First day. Uh, uh, gross is a lot of money. And they were asking for fifty percent of everything. That's just what Marvel was getting. They were getting five percent of first day box office gross, meaning five percent of whatever the first day worldwide only makes. Only five percent. Only five percent. That's 5%. a lot of money. Yeah, but <clears throat> the MCU is the one that's like. Yeah. Aren't they the ones? I I don't know all the Sony. You know, the Sony provides but. the power. Uh, and Marvel or Disney provides the direction and the so Sony. So Sony uses the money. They yeah. they front the money. They front They're the money. They're the, produ the yeah. production. Okay. Yeah. Well, that makes sense. And because and it basically follows Kevin Feige's uh, vision. Yeah. Right. That makes sense. That makes sense. But honestly, it wouldn't be Spider-Man without Kevin Feige. So for we've sure, seen the Venom yeah. try. So. Well, and Kevin Feige's been producing these movies since the Sam Raimi. Spider-Man. He's in the producer. Exactly. So. Oh, and another news too. And this was just a little tidbit I recently found out. Kevin Feige. It looks like in the future he is also going to be doing Star Wars. Doing Star Wars. The oh, president yeah. of yep. Star Wars as well. So <laughs> huge. Man. He's the president of two of the greatest like franchises. If there was ever, ever anybody we needed to like protect and put in a glass box, yeah, Kevin Feige. It's Kevin Feige. He can't be assassinated. No. Yeah, he knows what he's doing. He yeah. knows his stuff. Well, so. he's 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 true to the source material, and he truly is a fan at heart. And this is what I exactly you need to have fans. And he's a skilled. Yeah. Uh, he he's skilled at what he does. You right. Know? It's kind of like a it's a perfect storm for, for Kevin yeah. Feige. He's yeah. a super fan. He's good at what he does. Yeah. And there's always just, people that are like you're either like a good filmmaker, but you're not a fan, or you're like a Kevin Smith that like you're a fan, but you're not a good filmmaker. Right. Yeah. So <laughs> I take know. I take this back. I'm so sorry. Minor correction because we're gonna get it attacked for this later and I need to be said um, not Kevin Feige I meant John Favreau oh John, John Favreau is no 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 I heard Kevin Feige was was are you sure yeah I I'm heard pretty that too. positive mm -hmm. okay maybe John I, John Favreau I I mean he is also a super fan of Star Wars and well, of, he's uh, the, he's one of the product like producers on this Mandalorian show so no I'm pretty no. sure Kevin Feige is going to be the president of Star Wars as well okay that's what I read as well okay but let us know let it yeah, let if we, the, yeah if you know something more than we do please share yeah we're just we're just um, casual we're just fans so. um, okay so 
Are we ready for the top six? Oh, yeah. Sinister Six. Haven't done this for a while. Uh, let's roll it. I give you the Sinister Six. So uh, this episode, we're talking about Knives Out, which is a mystery movie. And this film, we or this for the Sinister Six, we are doing the top six favorite mysteries. And this is just mysteries, period. Um, you guys could really go... We all three kind of went different ways with however we want to. Um, I'll spin the expo marker for who goes first. Okay, I guess that's me. Um, oh, darn. <laughs> wait, let me pull up because I want to make sure I have the information because I want to read like the... the, 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 the. Okay, so my number six is a little movie. By the way, I went mostly movies. Um, that's just what I did. Um, sorry. <laughs> oh. Sorry. <laughs> Uh, number six is Dial M for Murder, Ooh. which is a uh, mystery movie from 1954. It's about this tennis ex-tennis uh, pro who is trying to um, basically murder his uh, wife so that he can get a hand on her inheritance. And it's, I mean, it's a great mystery film. It is Hitchcock, isn't it? Yes, it is. Actually, okay, so mine could basically be top six Hitchcock movies because <laughs> it's basically that. Um but it's a great film. I watched it in English class, and I loved it. So that's my six. Tyler, what's your number six? My number six is Knives Out. Um, okay. Yeah, I know how you feel about that. Um, okay. <laughs> um, I mean, I guess we'll, we're will we going to kind of talk more about it later, but um, it, it was kind of just more of a, at least the way I was looking at it, it was a very just cut and dry. It was... A mystery movie. It was a whodunit kind of mystery movie. They didn't really try anything, you know, crazy new or anything like that. I think Ryan Johnson, maybe after the backlash of Star Wars, he was just kind of like, I'm Let's just going to do something. Else. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, I mean, I really enjoyed it. I, I'm also going to preface this by saying I am not a mystery movie watcher. Um, mystery isn't one of my top genres to be super interested but you I are think mysterious i'm very mysterious yes <laughs> and you will know never know why <laughs> i am mysterious um but yeah so knives out i just it's kind of what is popular to be talking about right now and i just thought it was Enjoy good it. Okay. yeah great pick parker so your number six i also went a different route uh my wife and i are big true crime fans and i love a good unsolved mystery so my number six is a case called the solder children case so the uh, this was interesting so on christmas eve december 24th 1945 fire destroyed the solder home in fate west virginia um, oh i know this one i know okay. this one yeah yeah this is a good one this, this is, is good crazy so this is really crazy at the time uh that it burned down it was it was currently it was being occupied by george Sauter, his wife Jeannie, and nine of their ten children during the fire george jenny and four of the nine children escaped the bodies of the other five children have never been found they never found any bones any bodies they were in bed supposedly that when it happened so the Sauters believed for the fresh for the rest of their lives that the five missing children survived many eyewitness claims uh, they like saw them like yeah, leave, right? Seeing Shadows the children leave. have come up over the years. It's as if they vanished into thin air, though. And George Sauter has had a lot, or had a lot of enemies, and there were minor yeah. threats that their house would be damaged and even burned. But to this day, the case remains unsolved. So because with a fire, it would have been you would have seen something. But yeah, yeah I remember listening. To this. I didn't do it any justice, but the case itself is just so creepy. There's so many. Yeah, 
that's yeah, yeah that's a good like one. the town was full of stalin supporters or mussolini supporters apparently and he mm. wasn't one so he was oh yeah, right, right. And so they, they hated him for it but don't worry everybody we're not going to become a true crime podcast because no. there's <laughs> literally a billion of those already yeah. yeah everybody doing the same thing um okay number five for me is going to be a little movie called rear window yes 1954 again a mystery movie again alfred hitchcock again um it's basically about this dude who is recuperating from um an injury and he believes he witnesses a murder from his house and he sees it all through this camera and it's just it's a thriller and it's so good it has grace kelly and james stewart um, I'm really into old Hitchcock movies. Really Love into Jimmy Hitchcock. Stewart. So, um, check it out. It's a fantastic movie. It's uh, Roger Ebert gave it four out of four, and Ron Tomato gave it a hundred percent. So, Mo- a lot of I think almost, most of Hitchcock's films are hundred percent movies. Yeah. Like, so don't take our word from it. Yeah. Like go go see it. So, Tyler, what's your number five? Uh, my number five is Alan Wake, which is actually oh, the video game. Nice. Which is actually a game. It. Um, that is a scary game, actually. It's it's okay. So I'd say at its forefront, it's a psychological thriller game for sure. Yeah. Um, but it does have a lot of mystery elements to it because it's about this guy who is a writer, and basically the story is he's kind of got writer's block. He goes on vacation with his wife, um, and I think kind of to take a break or to get some inspiration and. Basically, what this kind of what's happening in the story is this story that he's thinking of is actually coming to life um, in his you know life, and he's having to deal with it and figure it out. So um, I just really enjoyed playing the game, and you know, I, I never beat it. I, I never it's, it. it's really it. good. It's just, I got it free with my 360. Yeah, yes. it's um, it's an action game. So, but. Uh, yeah, it's. I don't know. It was one of those games that I played like a, a while ago. Twist? Yes, there's there's a few plot twists in oh, it too. I want to see it. It's it's it. a fun game and it's got some good you know mechanics to it that keep you interested the whole time. But good that's my pick. Good pick, Parker. What's your number five? Uh, my number five is a st- uh, about the Mary Celeste. So Mary Celeste was a, a brigantine ship. Um, if you've ever heard the term ghost ship, this is where this comes from. So um, the Mary Celeste was found drifting 400 miles east of the Azores by the crew of another car- uh, cargo-carrying vessel on uh, December 5th, 1872. Uh, the leader of the boarding party told a British board of inquiry at, uh, at Gibraltar he found the ship was a thoroughly wet mess with uh, possessions left behind and the lifeboat missing. No trace of Captain Benjamin Spooner Briggs, his wife, and their young daughter or the seven experienced crew members has ever been found. So when they found the ship, it had been floating for 10 days by like what they estimated about 10 days unmanned and, you know, wet, but good condition with nobody, you know, no signs of anybody, a struggle, nothing. They just left for no reason. So it was like a lot of mystery surrounding it, but it was like a literal ghost ship. Cause I think when they Dang. found it, it was like a misty day. So like the ship was just out floating. Like SpongeBob, like the, yeah. the, uh, the Dutchman, the flying Dutchman. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but uh, yeah, the real story is pretty creepy, and they've made movies based off of this too. So I mean, it's like a big like deal. the Titanic. Yes. Mm. No, not like the Titanic because that was a real thing. No, it wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> you mean Leo actually died? <laughs> the floating door. <laughs> uh, okay, uh, my number four is a movie called "And Then There Were None." Uh, another mystery movie, 1945. It, this is basically what influenced 
the the game and the movie Clue. Um, it's about ten strangers who are summoned to a remote island, and while they're awaiting for their host, um, recording levels serious accusations at each each of the guests, um, including this judge. It, like I said, it's literally Clue. It's what influenced Clue. Yeah. Um, and they basically each getting they each get started start getting murdered one by one. And uh, one of them is the murder. So uh, it's a really good film. I remember staying home from school one day, me and my friend Jacob and his dad made us watch it and it was so good. So definitely check it out. It's not as well known and it's an amazing movie. Tyler, what's your number four? My number four is Firewatch, which is also such a video game. game. Um, I never even heard of that. It's such a good game. I loved it so much because it's a story game. Literally, you're just playing a story. You're not... It's a movie, basically. Yeah. They're making a Firewatch movie, by the way. Are they really? That's cool. Yeah. It's um, going to make a good... I thought from the I, get-go it would make a I mean, really good movie. I mean, the game itself is pretty much a movie regardless because yeah. you're you're going through this game. It's not really anything where you're having to you know, like make decisions or anything like that. It's just you're walking around the... Um, what is it like the Yellowstone area? Um, it's up near Yellowstone. Yeah, and during and it's there's it's based on like actual events with loose. Yeah, and things around it. You're just this guy who takes a job back uh, in the 80s of being a fire guard or a fire fire, fire watchman. Watch yeah, um, where they stay up in those towers and they kind of just go around the parks or the you know national park and just make sure everything's running. But it's just like. A but story it's a where, yeah, it's a story where creepy things start happening, and There's you're having like to investigate them, and it's just a it was plot twists. Yeah, it's literally skin crawling moments. It's literally a walking. <laughs> I mean, this has been used for a lot of games recently, but like it's like a walking simulator. You're just walking through this story, and it. I don't know. I just I really Damn, enjoyed it, looks, it. It sounds really and fun. Basically, all your dialogue for the whole game is through a walkie-talkie. Like mm. everything you're being instructed to do, yeah. all of that sort of stuff. It's good dialogue. Yeah, and it kind of keeps you on edge the whole time too. So I uh, definitely cool. recommend it. Yeah, I'm, I actually might check that out. Yeah. Parker, what's your number four? Uh, my number four is The Case of Amelia Earhart. So if you don't remember, oh, so she yeah, was yeah. the famous pilot and uh, and um, um, air, aeronautical engineer that she's gone. She did a bunch of stuff. She was the first woman to fly over the Atlantic. Um, but she went on a an attempted round-the-world flight. She wanted to circumnavigate the, the, the world. Um, and something happened. There was like the, the, the last bit of transmission that she had with, uh, with the call tower. Uh, it was really creepy. There was like a lot of stuff. There's a lot of mystery around it. There's, she went down as well as her... They co- always investigate her, like the recording, right? Yeah. yeah. Her, co- her and her co-pilot went down and there's been no trace of her plane, no trace of her or her co-pilot or anything. And there's been a ton of theories. I mean, all the way from like an island that she might have landed on covered in coconut crabs. And at night, you know, they get kind of hungry and these things are huge. So there's a possibility. They think that that's the latest, you know, it's just a whole bunch of stuff, but she never, she's my th- like, my theory, but I've heard things like she like took off and like wanted to start like a whole new life. And well, there's stuff. always that possibility. Yeah, I, I really do think she crashed and died. And oh I think yeah. That's it yeah. Is what it is. They thought I, that it I was agree. like a Tom Hanks situation where it was like castaway Cause they, they, <laughs> Somebody yeah. found what looked like an American woman's belongings on this, you know, remote island. And I mean, pretty much everything that happened before, like, let's say, 
the 80s and the 70s before, you know, computers were a part, starting to become a part of people's lives and technology and everything, people just wouldn't know about this kind of stuff. It yeah. would just happen. Well, I mean, we're still losing planes to this day. I mean, look at Malaysia. What is it? Seven, uh, I forget what flight it was, but that whole airline's full of, you know, a couple hundred people just disappeared and they've only found pieces of it. And they still have no idea what actually happened to the yeah. plane. So, and that's with the technology we have now. Right. But yeah, that's mine. Great pick. Um, my number three is going to be uh, Clue. And I'm talking about the movie um, and the game. I love the game too. But <laughs> talking about the movie, uh, I love this movie. It's hilarious. It's from uh, 1985. Um, same thing. It's a dinner party. And I really love the ending. I'm not going to spoil it. But basically it shows you like three different endings of yeah. how it could happen. And which I think is really, really cool. I don't think I've ever seen the clue movie. You're kidding. Oh my God. Tyler. It's I, so I don't, good. I don't like saying you've never seen Jumanji or space jam. I, I don't think I have maybe it is, you would remember. It is so good. It's, it's hilarious and it's truly a mystery. Like you really don't know who yeah. did it. Yeah. Um, it's so entertaining. It's it. so entertaining. Um, funny. Starring Tim Curry, um, right? Tim him. Curry, it's, it's Tim Curry, right? Yeah, oh, yeah. I could go the original for some Curry. Yeah, <laughs> some Penang Curry. Uh, <laughs> starring Tim Curry, it's really, really good. Another mystery. It, it, it's awesome. So check it out, Tyler. What's your number three? My number three is a show called Sherlock. Nice. The British, heard, the British one. I've heard nothing but good things about this. It is. I mean, I'm like I said, I'm not much of like. It's Bilbo and Cumberbatch, right? Yes. I, I'm interested in mystery stories, and, you know, I, it's just something I don't really look for a whole lot, but when I do actually watch some mystery shows and movies, they're really good. And this one was awesome. I remember when it came out, it was like they would make a couple episodes, and then they would go like two or three years without making any other episodes, and you would have to wait that long. Yeah, because I think it's like a miniseries, right? Yes. Like it was like they, yeah, they filmed it's it. With, it's um, like a movie. Benedict Cumberbatch and Martin Freeman. Um, and Morgan I think it, Freeman. Martin Freeman. Morgan Freeman. That him too. He's in it too, actually. Yeah. Wait, is he really? He's a narrator. No way. <laughs> Parker blinks slow. <laughs> Um, but yeah, it just kind of goes through these, uh, I haven't finished the series because it has, I think since had a couple other seasons, maybe they got more funding or something like that and were able to make a lot more episodes. But I mean, I kind of got tired of waiting for Fun fact, <laughs> so long for I each episode. the last episode of the last season What'd you think? first. For yeah, what? I, 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 it wasn't my fault. I was at somebody's house and they were watching oh. it, so I know how I knew how it ended before I started the show. It was so like full, it just kind of goes through like these mini stories of Sherlock Holmes and Watson, and just the way that Benedict Cumberbatch, or at least the way it's written for him to analyze these situations, it was just Dr. something Moriarty. something that I have never seen in a Sherlock Holmes interpretation before. It just is very technical about how he. Um, views things and kind of crime scene like uh i don't know it's was it's it, a really good show was it better than holmes and watson <laughs> i never saw it but i'm pretty sure i remember that getting zero percent on yeah, Rotten it's like Tomatoes. a terrible movie i know i'm kidding <laughs> um but yeah austin if you like mystery stuff and you know that sort of thing it's really really good yeah i want to check it out 
I've, my my uh, parents and sisters are super into it. So both of your sisters? Yeah, uh, Janice and Olivia. So <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, Parker, uh, what is your number three? Uh, my number three is Jack the Ripper. Uh, so oh. this one's this one's a pretty well known one as well. Uh, the true identity. England? Yes. Nobody knows the real. Uh, who no. It was. Yeah. True identity is Victorian serial killer continues to elude uh, us 126 years after the gruesome killing spree in London's East End in 1888, which saw the demise of five victims in the most gruesome ways possible. There's actually a Batman comic on it, yeah. which is called um, Gaslight by Gotham. I've and heard that's incredible series. Yeah, it's a really good uh, little short comic, yeah. and um, it, you find out who Jack the Ripper is through that. But nobody's read it, so nobody's the people still don't know. But they have they just theories read the comic. and ideas, but there's no yeah. A lot of people think that he was just a story, like there. But oh, like it didn't actually happen, or no, that that it it did actually happen, but people don't think that they're like people that think he's just like a legend, kind of like uh, right. Doctor Jekyll and Mister Hyde kind of thing, right? But he literally was just like still to this day some of the most gruesome ways to find a body that they found <gasps> like cut up missing pieces like all kinds of stuff yeah he's really split gruesome. open down the middle you guys ever into creepy pastas oh yeah yeah i like I love going, spaghetti <laughs> going through <Dirty> like spaghetti <laughs> like middle school and like early high school i remember looking up creepy pastas oh jack the ripper was a, yes. was a creepy pasta yeah jack. yeah i remember that um we should do an episode on that. There's a lot to go off of there. Oh, but yeah. it's but it's also, it's kind of silly because it's just like these people make up these stories and just, you know, kind of go off of them. Some of them are really good, but most of them are like it's fan total fix. flops. It's yeah. fanfics for the dark-minded. Yes. Yeah. That would be fun. <laughs> I love spaghetti. Um, sorry, I'm getting my <laughs> second one. <laughs> Ready. Okay, my number two is uh, a movie. This is a little, it, it's a stretch. It's not a total mystery, but I like to consider it, and I feel like I would never get to talk about if it again. If there's a plot twist, there's a mystery. And it kind of, it, it's a movie called Rope. Uh, oh, I love Rope. Yes. Rope is so good. Yes. I love tying <laughs> things with it. <laughs> tying people it's up. It's called with Rope. It? It's an Alfred Hitchcock movie. Personally, one of my favorite by him. I think it's one of the best, 1948. Um, it's basically this this is the plot and I, I just listening to the plot it, it like reminds me how good it is just before hosting a dinner party Philip Morgan and Brandon Shaw strangle a mutual friend to death with a piece of rope um, hiding the body in a chest upon which they then arrange a buffet dinner the pair welcome their guests including the victim's oblivious fiance and the college professor whose lectures inadvertently inspired the killing um it is an amazing, amazing movie. Again, it's, it's like an example of tiptoeing too close, so close to the edge because you get that that rise. That I think they push themselves too far. Yeah, it is. It's incredible, and it's not like I said. It's it's kind of a mystery, kind of not. It's more of a thriller. But right. I wanted to add it. So, so based off of that and the name, would you consider the rope that he strangled him with as the main star of the movie? <laughs> I would say so. Yeah, okay. I got paid the most. Yes, rope. It's not even the rope. It's just <laughs> it's, rope. It's like as himself in the credits. <laughs> rope as himself. <laughs> so rope murdered somebody in it. Yes, <laughs> he's a murderer. He's still or, hasn't, we don't know the gender really. Gun kills still people hasn't too. been found. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right, Tyler, what's your second one? My second is and I don't know if this is kind of a stretch. I feel like this is a, a mystery. Um but the prestige. Yes. Would you consider that uh mysterious? A mystery? Yeah. I mean, yeah, sure. 
Yeah, whatever. <laughs> like what happens? Like what happens in the no, beginning? Yeah, that's true. a total mystery. It is a mystery. Actually, I kind of wish I would have added that now. It's called a plot Yeah, because I know it's one of your favorite movies. <laughs> Prestige is one of my favorite movies. I love that movie so much. Um, but Great basically, pick. it's about. Hasn't these... that been on a? Your, that's been on your list before Has for it? something else. I think so, but that's okay. I'm just I think saying. it was. Yeah, I think okay. we've all had it on a list at okay. some point. I mean, I love Prestige. It should be on every list. Um, but yeah, it's just basically about these two. At what era does this? take place in 1977 it's victorian Victorian era no (laughs) no it's english victorian era (laughs) yeah it's um but it's these two rivaling uh magicians and they're basically one of them (laughs) one of them does this trick with i think it's with um is it with a knot and he he's like trying to figure out how he did it with a knot. Yes. Oh, wait, no, no, no. It was the knot that he messed up on that ended up killing somebody. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, oh, yeah, yeah. The rope. I mean, well, Two. I guess we can spoil things. I, yeah, we'll spoil it. Spoil it's it. an older movie. If you haven't seen Prestige, please watch it and skip like two minutes, like three, two, one. Yeah, the rope where... No. Oh, was that, was that the ending of the movie? No, it's but it's just... There's no. a couple plot twists. Oh, that's true. There's like a few... No, this there. is what happened is Christian Bale ties the knot for Hugh Jackman's wife and yes, Christian, right. and basically they wanted to do the wife and Christian Bale wanted to do a knot that's a little bit harder to get out of, but that it like looks better. And Hugh Jackman said, "No, it's way too dangerous. It's way too dangerous." They said, "Okay, fine." Last minute, the girl like signals to Christian Bale, "Like, let's do it." So he does it. Christian Bale ties the knot, and then she can't get she out of it. she can't get out of it. Yeah, it's pretty. Tragic. And, then she and then after Hugh Jackman's like, "Which knot did you tie?" And Christian Bale's like, "I honestly like don't remember." Which I kind of ble- like. I don't think he's lying. I think he really like he's so traumatized he does not remember which yeah. one. Yeah, but, but there's a few mysteries in the movie. Several it's, mysteries. Yeah, it's it's very good. That and movie will go down as having like probably the most traumatizing plot twist. One Dude, of them. The ending. Plot the twisting. ending was pretty crazy. Plot twist is insane. Because then you start thinking too much about it. Right. Yeah. It, Watch the movie if you haven't seen it. That didn't spoil much. One of, yeah. One of the most underrated Nolan films. Yeah. Probably. Wait, yeah. he did that movie. Christopher Nolan did that. I did not know that. Oh yeah. Yeah. I've seen it, it was, five times and I didn't know that. It was before. What was it? The movie before, before Inception. Inter, in Inception, not Interstellar. Oh yeah, because Inception, Interstellar, and then it totally feels like a Nolan movie. Yeah. yeah. It's a masterpiece. I yeah. love it. Okay, Parker, what's your second one? Uh, my second one is the Dyatlov Pass incident. This one has sparked horror movies. It sparked a whole bunch of different, you know, theories. Wait, what is it? The Dyatlov Pass incident was an event where nine people died in the northern Ural Mountains between first uh, and second February uh, 1959 uh, in uncertain circumstances. The experienced trekking group. Uh, who were all from the Euro Polytechnic Institute, had established a camp on the slopes of uh, Kolatsyekl. I don't know how to say that. In an area now named in honor of the group's leader, Igor Dyatlov. During the night, something caused them to tear their way out of their tents and flee the campsite, all while inadequately dressed for the heavy heavy snowfall and sub-zero temperatures. And they found them all frozen to death, but like in weird circumstances, like broken bones, we're, it, there's no explanation. There's no signs of a bear attack or anything. There's really no idea of what could have happened to them. There's no solid theories yet, but nine people died overnight for like no reason. None of them died in their tents. They all like were tearing out of their tents to get out. Like they were running from something. Like an animal maybe? Well, there's no signs of an actual animal attack. That's the crazy oh. thing. By the way, this is this is off topic. Sorry, but I just found it. Uh, Tenet, Gosh. the new Christopher Nolan yeah. movie, is starring Robert Pattinson. Oh, uh, that's right. Okay, yeah, so that's so that's kind of interesting. Yep. 
Twilight dude. Um, and then Prestige was the Batman. after Batman Begins, but before um, the Dark Knight. Or, so it goes, it goes Batman Begins. Wait, how much time was there in between Batman one Begins? Year. Oh, and, and Dark Knight? And Dark Knight, yeah. Three years. Dang. So Dude, he goes. Christopher Nolan was busy during that yeah, time. Yeah. No doubt. So he goes, Batman Begins, Prestige, Dark Knight, um, Inception, Dark Knight Rises, Interstellar, Dunkirk, and then Tenet. So. Yep. All of them amazing. Yep. All of them. I still haven't seen Dunkirk, but yeah. Dunkirk's so good, dude. So good. We're it's Christopher just like a beautiful... Nolan fans on this show. Yeah. Eh. It's hard not to be, honestly. Yeah. Uh, well, I think there I've never I met somebody who doesn't like yeah. Christopher Nolan. I've I think there are. Somebody. I mean, well, there's at least critics who don't like him, but. God, not much. Yeah. There's so many people that. Yeah. He's amazing. Um, yeah, one of the best directors, I think. Um, okay, so my number one is going to be a movie. It's one of my favorite movies of all time. Um, I've talked about it before. I think I've talked about it on here, but one of my favorite movies of all time is called Vertigo. Alfred Hitchcock, Perfect again. Movie. Yeah, it's it's an incredible movie. Um, in terms of like modern, like quote-unquote like horror or thriller movies, this when it first came out, critics didn't like Vertigo, but now people realize the cultural importance of it because it's so just weird and it's like an indie horror movie. Um, it's a mystery movie, 1958. This was a time where Hitchcock was really starting to slow down, wasn't making so many movies, and he was kind of older. People thought he didn't have it in him. He made Vertigo, and then a few years later, he came back with Psycho, but Vertigo was not a success. Now it's kind of recognized as one of the best movies ever, but it's basically about an ex-police officer who suffers from an intense fear of heights and is hired to prevent an old friend's wife from committing suicide, but all is not as it seems. Um, it's, like I said, it's a mystery. You don't know what's going on. There's a lot of plot twists. It is an amazing, amazing movie. By far my favorite Hitchcock movie and by far my favorite mystery movie. I'd so. say there's about four plot twists in that film. I mean, it's entangled. There's... Yeah, it's, it's so, so good. So check that one out. Uh, Tyler, what's your number one favorite mystery of all time? My number one favorite mystery of all time. And I'm going to say, if you know me, you know I love to sit down with some of my friends okay. and play a nice little board game oh. called Clue. I mean, I haven't played Clue in a while, but I love board games. Yes. And yes, I picked a board game for my number one. That's okay. That's okay. I feel we like any media. I feel like um, the Clue genre or Clue board game, whatever, kind of started this uh, stream of different kinds of board games that we all love yeah. enjoying, like yeah. playing, um, like, you know, the Thing board game. Secret Hitler. Secret Hitler. Like all of these ones where it's... Mafia. It's a mystery. You're trying to figure it's a out mystery who, every time. who killed somebody or who did, you know... Who done who did, it? Who done it? Yeah. This should be the top six. Who done it? Yeah. 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 Um, Dang it! Why didn't we do that? <laughs> but um, it kind of goes back also to I used to go camping a lot with my family, and we always brought out the Clue Museum Caper board game. Ooh. I don't know. Have you ever played no. that one? No, before? I haven't played that one. It's fun. I've only it's, played the original. So one person is a thief, and they're going around and stealing paintings throughout these different rooms. And you're trying to catch them by, I guess there's cameras that are kind of set up throughout the house um, and you can't see their pawn. They're writing down their steps on a sheet of paper. And it's just, I don't know, it's, it's, it's a fun game. And I feel like it started 
a lot of the kinds of games that I who done it love playing today. <laughs> Great pick. Do you do you know who the the guy? Who, do you know who is stealing the art pieces in the Clue game, like from the the get go, or do you have to like find out who it is? Um. N- oh, that's that's a good question. I don't. I, yes, you do. You know who because it is. You, from the you all pick. You all pick your roles. I don't think I don't think knowing who it is would hurt the. the yeah, result that's of, what I was thinking. Hold on, hold on. I and I haven't played this one in a while either. But you you go ahead with yours. Okay. I'm gonna because I think you know, but I can't remember exactly. But I'm gonna look it up while you're doing yours. Winnie the Pooh. Uh, that's actually my number one mystery. Why is he named Winnie <laughs> no, the Pooh? Stop. <laughs> uh, we are not going back a year ago to Disneyland. <laughs> Parker, what is your number one? Uh, my number one is the Mothman. So, one dark night in November 1966, four American teenagers claim they saw a huge bird-like monster with glowing red eyes while cruising along a back road near Point Pleasant in rural West Virginia. They claimed it rose into the air, unfolded its bat-like wings, and pursued them as they sped away in terror. The next morning, the sheriff's office held a press conference, and the media dubbed the creature Mothman after the Batman series that was showing on TV. Journalist John Keel wrote a book that chronicled an outbreak of uncanny experiences in the Ohio Valley. He believed the creature was linked in some mysterious way with the collapse of the Silver Bridge in Point Pleasant in uh, December of 67 that killed 46 people, including some Mothman witnesses. They, uh, the, they made a movie about this character, and in the movie, he's kind of like a harbinger of doom. So, like, What's it called? The Mothman Prophecies. Oh. So they, people that would, sight, that would see this thing, something tragic would happen in that, in that town because everybody would start seeing this thing like crazy. It would just be like one person and a bunch of other people and then everybody would see this thing and then something tragic would happen like a meltdown at a, you know, at a, at a, a nuclear plant I've or the collapse of the Mothman. bridge um, that he didn't actually hurt anybody, but that he was kind of like a, like they say, a harbinger of doom. So you see him right before something bad happens. Um, but they're still looking it sightings. up while you're yeah. talking. It seems really interesting. Yeah. It's a, uh, he's kind of like Bigfoot or whatever, or like the Jersey devil, but like, uh, like creepy. Yeah, Bigfoot. See, I've I've been fascinated with him since I saw the movie. Richard Gere Richard stars Gere. in the Mothman prophecies. Seems yep. very interesting. Yeah. Oh, I didn't catch that. That's a movie. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I thought movie. you were just talking no, 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 about the Mothman. No, no, no. The movie the is actual... based. The movie is actually based off of the the book that the journalist oh, who got involved that's wrote. That's cool. I need so, to see that movie. Yeah. So the 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 it's based on like real sightings or whatever. Kind of like you know La Chupacabra. Interesting. That El Chupacabra. I forgot about that. Yep. Oh, there's so, some cool artwork on here. Oh, yeah. Okay, well, great pick. Okay, Tyler? Yes, I'm going to answer your question now. They, so one person is the thief. Bang. In, and everybody knows who the thief is, but you can't see where they're going. And you have to figure it out by, I think you roll the dice and you check certain cameras. And if uh, the thief is in view of a certain camera, when you check it, then their position's revealed. And basically, they're trying to steal all of the paintings and get out, or um, because there's an escape or whatever. Um, but once you're caught, you just try to escape as soon as possible. And it's basically just like how many paintings can you steal before somebody, everyone finds you. Reminds me of a little movie called Ocean's Twelve. We're talking the sequel to Ocean's Eleven, where they have to compete. What with about the Ocean's Ten? Doesn't exist. You don't know that. <laughs> I do know that actually. Doesn't exist because I love the Oceans movies. Yeah, they're good. It's um, like Catch Me If You Can. Oh, uh, yeah, with Tom Hanks and Leo. Dang, I like that movie. Okay, 
So thank you for you were uh, you weren't gonna expand on that at all. Just tell it. Okay, it <laughs> reminded you of it. This reminds me of it. Okay, um, I'm full, guys. <laughs> My stomach's starting to hurt. Well, um, you did have two whole sandwiches. <laughs> no, I did. And wings, and wings from <laughs> Green. We don't know that. Okay, um, I eat healthy most of the time, guys. <laughs> I really do. He I'm doesn't eat, guy. and then he eats. Yeah, I fast all day. I fasted until 3 o'clock. So. Um, we're going to get into our movie of the night, which is called Winnie the Pooh. Roll it. Knives Out is a 2019 drama thriller mystery movie when a renowned crime novelist Harlan Thornberry... Thorn- Thornberry. <laughs> it's Thornberry. It's Thromby. Thromby, that's right. Dies just after his 85th Smashing. birthday. <laughs> mm, the Inquisitor. <laughs> uh, Detective Blonk aroused oh his God. estate <laughs> to investigate from Harlan's dysfunctional family Black to his devoted staff. Blonk sifts through a web of red herrings and self-serving <laughs> lies to uncover the truth behind Thornberry's untimely demise. Director Ryan Johnson, box office $128.3 million, and it costs $40 million to make. Um, first of all, spoilers, this is a mystery movie you, want, you don't want to listen if you uh, haven't seen it because obviously we're going to talk about everything, the plot twist, everything, starting in... So pause it, go watch it, come back, starting in three, two, one. Okay, starting off, what can, did we think? Can we just ex- like talk about his accent and how you just picked it up that right is, now and it took him like weeks and weeks on end of practice to I get that accent like down? I will talk like this till the end of time. <laughs> I do think that is one of the most infatuating parts about the movie is He's just listening to bro, Daniel Craig. Okay. He sounds they like literally Andy. watched the office yes. murder episode yes. Yes. and <laughs> they made a movie. Ryan Johnson was like, this could be a movie, this fake game. I'm going to make a movie about. Yeah. Sound and it's not even like, it's not even like he's trying to hide it. Literally. They did the Southern drawl. If you accent. close your eyes, it's Andy talking. It's, Andy, when he's like, when he's like, you gotta come out like molasses, <laughs> coming out of the mouth like molasses. You got a southern like this. <laughs> That's how he talked. Declare. I oh yeah, and Pam's like, I do declare. That's literally this movie. Um, so you don't really have to go see this movie. Just go see that. Just go watch that episode of The Office. Really, though, it's a great cast. Um, I think there's a lot that I has think that's what it has going for fantastic it. Fantastic cast. Good the yeah. cast is. Um, and I think that um, what's the guy that plays the detective? What's his name? Daniel Craig. Da- I think Daniel Craig does a great job. Yeah. Yeah. I think the southern accent is a little overbearing. Like <laughs> because he's trying does, so who today hard. today sounds like a southern debutante? I mean, it's, yeah. It, no, it sounds like he's trying. Like when I'm doing it, that's literally what it sounds yeah. like. It's like so obvious. Like people don't sound like that. I don't think. But that is incredibly insensitive of you, Austin. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone in the South sounds like that. <laughs> We just lost our all our southern, <laughs> all, our southern <laughs> all five of our southern listeners. Um, so let's go around. What did we think of this starting off, Tyler? What did you think? Like major overall? list. Well, or should we just start from the beginning? 
Let's just, I mean, you know. I mean, we can just kind of, I mean, I Let's really just, I really enjoyed it. I feel like not enough of these kinds of movies come agreed. out. Agreed. So I feel like now that it's kind of in the spotlight right now, there's going to be directors who are like, I want to do that. Like, you know, well, I hope so. It's hard to do mystery movies, though, yeah. because the audience now is so informed with these stories. Right. Is we, we have been, um, what's the word? Saturated? That word. <laughs> don't know. I don't, Sat- don't think so. Saturated? Saturated. We've been in fatuous. Nick is not. Nick is disgusted what, with that word right now. What is English? <laughs> it's a word that uh, uh, that was three Sasquatch words. uses. Sasquatch. No, we have been saturated with enough stories like this that it's easy to guess. Oh I'm, yeah, I'm not saying I'm the smartest guy in the oh room. Oh my gosh, he's gonna, name, he's gonna say he knew exactly what was gonna happen at the beginning of the movie. Ransom. When your name is Ransom, it's pretty obvious. Like, I was like, okay. Like, and as it was going on, even by the end, I was like, no way. It's not, like, that's just too obvious. It can't be That's him. That's kind of the thought process. I think that's kind of what they were going with was that, because it's I, too I was, obvious. I was kind of going through the same thing because it's like, oh, yeah, this guy was not at the party. This guy is not liked by most of the family. So And then when he's in the car with her, he's like, oh, check your... He's like, oh, check your email. And then I knew. I was yeah, like, yeah. stop. Exactly. Okay, that was the moment where it was like, oh, shoot. But um, yeah, I think... I think that's kind of what he was probably going for is like, it's such an obvious thing that I think he was kind of doing a reverse psychology or was trying to. That... Trying to fool the audience into thinking, oh, that's too obvious. It's somebody else. So with these whodunits, they build the story backwards. They reverse engineer it. They come up with the solution, and then they, how do we get there in the most obscure way possible? And that check your email thing was like the gap. How do we, okay, how do we get him to get her to see this? Um, I think that's just ask her to check her email. No, we're going to throw that in the movie. But just have her, just if I'm the filmmaker, just have her check her email. Don't have the the perpetrator tell her, tell her to, to check your email just check her email yeah. you know it's yeah. very simple so i you know i think that it is a good movie and i completely agree with you tyler i want more movies like this yeah, yeah. but for it what fun. it is i mean there is a plethora of better movies than this one in my opinion ones that you really don't know where it's going and even if you know where it's going as long as it like is not as long as it is still you know, um, like holding you to the story, then, you know, that's fine. But I, I just felt like this was like, it started like not knowing what it was. Cause it, there was times where it was like kind of funny and then kind of like depressing. And then I don't know. It, it just, it was kind of all over the place for yeah. me. Here, here's my take. I think it has been so well received because of the lack of whodunit movies in recent years. I think that everybody's loving it because nobody has gotten that kind of a movie well, in a while. There was Murder on the Orient Express like a year and a half ago, that was two a years pretty, ago. And that was a remake of an old one. Right. Exactly. Right. Remake. Yeah. right. And I, I, and it was entertaining, but it was pretty cheesy. Yeah. And we still I don't, don't know Winnie well the Pooh. That we still don't know why. <laughs> you just stop that. <laughs> so you know what? You need to commit the rest of your life to making a movie based off of I that. basically have. You don't understand. <laughs> it's going to be the game changers of like Winnie, Winnie the Pooh theory. My name is Austin Cole. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to find out why Winnie the Pooh is named Winnie the Pooh. Um, 
The cast is awesome, though. I yeah. think the acting is really, really good. Oh, another thing I didn't like about it is I don't like when movies add unnecessary facts to a story. Like, they're basically characterizing every single character. One thing was they talked about the kid who was, like, supposedly, like, alt-right and he was, like, racist or whatever. The kid says, like, one line in the movie. Why are you building this whole characterization when he has no participation in the story whatsoever? I think he was mostly used for comedic relief. No, for and, sure. And but yeah. what I'm saying is, is that the more you build a character with unnecessary facts, the less the audience is able to wonder about, like, oh, I wonder what his story is. I wonder if he did. In terms of a mystery, if this was not a mystery. Cause, it was uh, stray, straying away from the... You, what they did, what Ryan Johnson did, is you throw all these characters in, and he's trying to make it like, oh, any of them could have done it. But really, you don't have any like one-on-one -on -one time with them. It really is only pointing to um, Ransom. You know what I'm saying? So, but the, the one thing I think that they did do well was the whole um, the the mixing of the serums and the medicine. That was I thought of, that was clever, and I liked how he said like the reason that you accidentally gave him the wrong one is because there is such a slight difference. That was kind of interesting. Well, yeah. like she knew it, what like the different weights and the feeling. Like she picked it up, they were covered, and she knew which one to grab without even like looking at it. Yeah, exactly. That was pretty smart though, because it's kind of like you know. Little that was little details too. He was very nuanced with this movie. There were a lot of little details in this movie. Right, right. One and like you said, excessive amounts of details, even like unnecessary. Yeah. One thing I did like about the movie is that they for the for the average moviegoer, they kind of kept they revealed things in increments in the movie, which I don't know if that's common for mystery movies, but it's just kind of like like you thought it was, um, what was the uh, the nurse's name? So in the beginning, you think it's her because she's acting really weird, right? And you know, it basically ends up coming out that she is the one that it is her. No, that and that's what I do her. like is that that is kind of interesting where it is actually her who. In that a, is in a smart way because it's her. like my whole perception of the movie changed at that moment when yep. they came to the conclusion that it is her. And I'm like, but then now you it's like, it is legitimately a suicide. That's yeah. what's really yes. interesting. Yeah. yeah. I, I, that's the point of the movie that I actually liked is that they went with what you thought and just kind of um, like it was true. It's kind of like when people tell you to – or it was actually in the movie. It's telling you bits of the truth, you know? And then you really like, grow to hate this family too all the while. Like, you yeah. know, you know, probably none of them did it, but none of them deserve anything good, you know, at all. They're all terrible people. Yeah. I actually kind of like the family. You did? <laughs> I don't know. Like, Austin likes chaos, though. It's like that yeah. stereo... It was fun watching the dynamic. It's like that stereotypical, like, family reunion slash Thanksgiving dinner thing when everybody gets together and tears each other up. I tell you who I don't like is Catherine Langford, the the actress. She's from um, what else? She's the girl, right? Yeah. What she did the stupid TV show. Thirteen Reasons oh. Why. Oh my god, I cannot stand that stupid show. I hate it so much, yeah. and I don't like her. Like I, I don't know. She's fine in the movie. I just don't like her. Anyway, sorry. She. Um, what is it? <laughs> Somebody told me there's this post going around that was like she hits a jewel three minutes into the movie or something yeah, for like real. that. That's yeah. kind of the, that's all you need to know. It's just like, <laughs> but why? Like, there's just no reason for it. You know, I, I love that Chris Evans is in it because I just love Chris Evans. Period. I, I loved their um, like I thought it was an interesting take on Chris Evans because he has portrayed this just 
like good guy good now he's like, like evil. No, curse. no good or no bad thing in his body you know and i i think it was cool he's how Captain they just America. went the complete opposite in one specific scene especially <laughs> i just thought it was awesome to he see really laid that. it on thick on that scene to kind of the complete opposite of his character and it's like whoa <laughs> and that was probably purposeful in the casting oh, for that like, you know, yeah. oh, he's been playing this good guy. They'll never expect him to be the bad guy because he's been Captain America for the past 10 years. You know what he did? He pulled out the, um, oh, what's his name? He pulled out the Johnny Storm. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like with the this arrogant. Movie, the yeah, arrogant, exactly. Because like, that's how I remember him. And it was weird seeing him oh, yeah. play Captain right. America about that. after you remember him playing Johnny Storm. Oh, my so, God. What if the MCU was just like, oh, yeah, Human Torch, he's going to play <laughs> that would be so crazy. Okay, that would actually be awesome, though. Like, I th- don't think so. That would no, be it very would be annoying. like very, very edgy of oh, <laughs> yeah. I'd be like Marvel why? to do that. Another thing I liked was when um, Joni Thorn. What? How do you say it? Thornberry. We're just gonna Thornby. call them the, the wild Thornberries. Sound it out, Austin. How Joni Thromby. the Thromberry Trombone. and. Um, also Morris Bristow like basically they're having the political like banter back and forth and like they're arguing about like right and left politics like like a very normal family there's there's certain elements in this that are like political and like socially oh for sure they were definitely uh, socioeconomic banking off of what is very current in like what people are talking about like I mean with the the son that was like this little edgelord or whatever yeah, yeah. like everybody has that he's a gamer yeah he's a gamer he's literally a gamer <laughs> but um, everybody has that person that they can relate to that so phone? i think that's why they put that character in there well it's really interesting this is kind of cool too because it's obviously modern but it has like this old aesthetic because yeah. all mystery stories have that like all like it's all old, old money too yeah like this old you know aesthetic to it so that was kind of interesting uh, what else did we like about the film? I can't think of his name, but the guy who plays the one son who's got the cane, I really like him. He always plays like a bad guy in movies. Oh, the guy who played um, Michael as Shannon? Zod. Michael Shannon. General Zod. General Zod. So that's Michael Shannon. I yeah. love him. He's he a, a good really job. good actor. Yeah. He always plays like an evil guy. What? I don't, this is the stupidest thing to remember him from, but I just know him from Jump Best, Jumper. With, um, oh, I never saw. Wait, that. he was in Jumper. Yes, and I don't know why. With Samuel L. Jackson. Yes, I'm, wait, wait, wait. wait I'm Are you sure? sure? I've seen. Actually, uh, I don't I know so. why. I know it was a terrible movie, but I really liked it. So I watched it probably I don't think more it's than I should have. Terrible. Um. Oh wait, maybe he wasn't. Well, it wasn't terrible if I watched it a bunch of times. I He's in Kangaroo Jack. Yeah, he was in. He was the main bad guy in Kangaroo Jack. Okay, wait. He wasn't in Jumper. Why did I think he was in Jumper? Are you thinking of Push? Maybe he's in Push. Which was kind of like Jumper, one of those weird, like, one-off superhero Let's movies. See. Hayden Christensen. Hayden Panettiere. Is oh, my that- God. Kristen Stewart was in Jumper? Yeah, I guess he wasn't in Jumper. Huh, I don't know why I thought he was in Jumper. Did you like Jumper? Um, it was yeah. entertaining. <laughs> no, I actually do. Because I, I never like, saw I grew it. up like watching FX movies, and that's why I like it. Because that's it was, why. It's literally 15% on Rotten Tomatoes, though. Yeah. Like, it's a terrible movie. It was, you, when you were like 13 and watching it, you were like really wanting to be able to do that. He's like, yeah, I want to jump. I want to be able to jump into a vault and exactly. empty it or whatever. No, like so I do like it. I liked it back then. I'm sure if I rewatched it now, I'd be like, oh, this is terrible. Yeah. That's the worst it, is when you rewatch movies. See it, it doesn't Dude, hold up. I'm sorry, but I watched, I rewatched episode two recently of star wars and i was like this is rough <laughs> it's no i 
I honestly, out, out of the the originals, like the, well, we I've, consider the originals, yeah, the prequels and prequels. The, the six, out of the first six episodes, how about let's call it the George Lucas era. Yeah, George Lucas era. <laughs> um, I think number two is the worst out of all of them. Agreed. I agree. Yeah. Are we talking episode two? Episode two. Yeah. Yes. Attack of the Clones. And, yeah. While it did have some awesome battle the scenes. The Jedi battle scene is amazing. Well, the, yeah. The Yoda battle scene specifically oh is. But yeah. I hate sand comes from episode yeah. two. So. Yes. Yeah. Um, it's got its good and bad parts, but um, I something that's been kind of going around on You're the internet, like arm. that somebody um, had brought up, and I think I want to see what you guys think of it is. Um, like, based off of what you think of this movie, if they took Daniel Craig's character and did another movie about him... As a Jedi? Like, them kind of turning it into that kind of thing, where they kind of follow him... I like Daniel Craig, and I think I, I think that his character, his acting is good. I can't do the accent, though. I think it's such a caricature What if... Sorry, the keep office going. episode. No, no, no. Keep no, going. I think it's it, it's so ridiculous this accent in this southern drawl. It's so <laughs> ridiculous that I'm like, I can't take you seriously. I can't take this story oh, seriously. That's all I could hear okay. the whole time. Just do your British yes. accent. Just do the British accent. Yeah, why couldn't he be What's British? What's wrong with that? Yeah, I don't want him sounding okay. like. But what if? I want that him to was... like, oi, mate, how you doing? <laughs> <laughs> what if that was part of his? his character what if that was part of his act where he does fake? these ridiculous accents every time again he has it's a, a comedy though we're doing so like a comedy every time he has a different case he changes his accent i want that's what good, i think yeah. that would be funny i want i like scary <laughs> mysteries that are like yeah. very serious oh, yeah. like comedy mystery is fine I, I think clue is fine obviously i like that movie a lot but thriller mysteries are the best yes ones, so why for sure why does uh, Clue did it really well, but I think it should have been the only one that did the humor with the whodunit. Yeah, aspect. exactly. But I think dude, a Clue is still kind of yeah. like a horror movie, honestly. Like, Clue there's still was, things no, that are actually kind of a whodunit. Clue was too uh, serious. Saw. Oh yeah, it's funny. It's a funny movie, but it's still kind of like scary. There's scary yeah. parts in it, you know. Hmm. So I I think Daniel Craig's accent specifically specifically the accent it's like with it's like with the Venom movie I had a problem with Tom Hardy's accent yo yo I'm from Brooklyn how you doing man I'm from, no I'm from San Francisco how you doing man like he's dude. the only guy in San Francisco that sounds like that. <laughs> literally no one sounds everybody in San Francisco sounds like this I'm homeless <laughs> oh my god do we do we want to cut that no. <laughs> Nick, see that was bad enough where Nick had to mark it on. Okay, our, come on. If I say anything that's untrue, there's a lot of homeless people in San Francisco. No, it's, but it's one of those things that people, everyone accepts, but they just don't say it out loud. I've never been in danger of stepping on more poop on sidewalks anywhere else in the world. Is you can Listen, make the same joke about Seattle. Let's my be point, honest. Oh, dude, yeah, Portland and Seattle, it's bad. Listen, I have a lot of sympathy. I'm just saying, there's a lot of homeless people in San Francisco. Okay, but my point be, what was my point? <laughs> What's your point? Oh, nobody in San Francisco sounds like that, okay? No. <laughs> Where are you from again? I told you I'm from San Francisco. <laughs> from San Francisco. Born and raised. <laughs> Born and raised, okay? Give me a slice of pizza. You okay? sound like you're from Boston or the Bronx so, or something. In the same way, I think I have a problem with Daniel Craig's <laughs> accent. It just is, does not... People sound in right. the South don't even sound like that. You sound like you sound like uh, Colonel Colonel uh, Sanders. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for real. So I'm not I gonna make a Southern just, joke. I've gone too far for the night. <laughs> I think he his accent is just 
I think from seeing him in the 007 movies and all that sort of stuff, it's so off-putting to hear it. Like it, that's how dramatic of an accent it is. Yeah. It's so dramatic that it's off-putting and it takes your focus off of the movie. Whereas with The Office, the murder episode, it makes sense because they're doing an act. Yes. So it works. <laughs> Whereas this is a serious, like a movie that we're supposed to take serious, the story. Like, Basically, Dude, Austin mystery- is, is saying that everybody who sounds like that cannot be taken seriously. <laughs> <laughs> Basically, honestly. Basically. But in the Office episode, that is more interesting. You find out who the murderer was, which yeah. is Phyllis. Like Dwight said, it's not the person who I most expect or the person I least expect. It's the person I most middle suspect, which is Phyllis. <laughs> Spoilers, by the way. <laughs> if you haven't yeah, seen if you haven't seen that office. episode, sorry. Um, what else did we like about the film? Um, I liked the grandma. No, okay, the grandma was really funny, actually. Yeah. That was cute. And she didn't even do anything. Yeah, she was just sitting there, like, doing nothing. Handsome. Yeah. Oh, that was good. You know, I have to say, too, I mean, there, there are quite a bit I don't like about it, but I was entertained the entire oh, movie. Oh, very entertaining sure. movie. Yeah, yeah, that's. I think that's why it's so... Uh, one of the reasons why it's so re- well received is because of its entertainment value. It is very entertaining. Yeah. And I actually think Ryan Johnson is a good director. Oh, I yeah. like Last Jedi. I like this. Yeah. I'm excited for more movies for him to come out. Um, I think there's a couple things that were that were changed. I would have liked it even more. Yeah. Um, what you, would you guys think of the, um, the plot twist of the, uh, who was it? The, the help at the house of her... <laughs> Of her um, saying something differently. Like his real name or whatever? So, yes. How she said, Hugh did this instead of you did this. What did you you think? Do you think that was kind of a cheap way? Like a cheap out? Kind of. It's like, oh, we're going to name him Hugh. It sounds like you. It sounds like you. Yeah. Yeah. I think there's just a couple things that just sound, that we're just kind of like, oh, throw that in, you know? Yeah. His name's Ransom, but they call him Hugh for some reason. Hmm. Yeah, it's just kind of it, it, it. A lot of it just seems like lazy writing for me. Well, it was okay. That's the thing, though, is the lazy writing stands out like a sore thumb in this in a movie. Right. Like exactly, this. agree. Because well, it's really well engineered and constructed, but then you have these weird little broken links in the chain right. that stand out, and then the rest of the thing snaps. And that's all you can focus on is those weird little things. Like, look at your email, ransom, Hugh, apparently. And then, like, little weird uh, nuanceical things, like adding way too much detail to certain characters that were meant to just be background characters at best. I think when... Yeah, I agree with you. Because I think when you're making a movie like this, I'm not saying I can make a better movie, but I'm saying when when you're making... I'm saying you can make a better movie. (laughs) Thanks, Austin. You know what? I'm going to change my career. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I think when you're making a mystery movie and you know the audience is going to be analytical and be analyzing every single situation to try to figure out who it is during the movie, um, I feel like you can't afford to have those little cheap moments like that in a movie. Yeah, but agreed. I will say this much. It was a movie that didn't actually take itself too seriously. There was a lot right. of comedic relief. Yeah. When there's that much comedic relief in a movie like this, it can't be taken too seriously, and it's not meant to be. But it's a murder mystery. You're, it's supposed it al- to. Look at it also what, what's out, more serious than a murder? You it know? also came Mo-da. out on Thanksgiving weekend. I mean, how much can you expect of a Thanksgiving weekend release? That's true. Everybody they usually release family movies. Good. full and just wants to go sit down and see a movie. Well, everyone just wants to 
I mean, they always release like these family movies yeah, around, around Thanksgiving. So it's kind of like everybody's a competing precedent. to get like released at a certain right. time. So. so I feel like that fit that category where you go out to the movie with your family and you watch it. Yeah. Like I said, I had a good time yeah, watching it. There's just sure. I, I think if I was like analyzing it, there's certain aspects that I think could have been better. Yeah, definitely. Probably number one is the accent. I think the, you can't take it seriously, and it's just it's very it, it it's very obvious where it's stemming from. And seriously, Office Murder, watch that. The vomiting thing. That yeah. was a weird thing to throw in there. It's like, how do we get her to tell the truth uncontrollably? Okay, okay last she point. She throws up if she's thinking yeah. about a lie. That was like, that come was, on. That was a little too Never much. Never heard of anything like that. Yeah, it's, it's almost like, as if they it's made... It's supposed to be funnier. It's almost as if they made the whole story, and they're like, how do we get her And when to, she hiccups, she tells the truth. Yeah. It's like, what? <laughs> you know? It's like, yeah. I, and then throws I up all that, over him at the very end. That was kind of more of the point I was making is just that those kind cool. of cheap moments where it's just like, yeah. okay, you didn't, you could have done this a different way that yeah. wasn't so obvious. Yeah. So I think we all agree. Good movie. Entertaining. Some lazy writing though. And just some maybe fan service like the Southern Drawl is like yeah. kind of fan service. So. Do us a favor and don't do that. <laughs> yeah. Southern Drawl, you're welcome. Still much love for Ryan Johnson though. Yeah, for sure. Um, okay, so that's where we're going to end it. Uh, thank you guys so much for listening. Uh, thank you. If, you, if you're if you listening again uh, after the long break, we really appreciate you. <laughs> if you forgot loyal, about loyal us, fans. Yeah, if you forgot about us, please come back. But if you're not listening now, you can't hear this. So, it's good to be back, guys. It's good to be back. Next episode. It's good to be back. We are doing Rise of the Skywalker. It is the last episode of the Skywalker trilogy. We're also going to do something I'm really excited about. We're going to do our top six movies of the decade. Yes. Uh, we're close out this year with yep. a decade. And it's the end of 2019, so we're going to do the best movies of the 10s. Um, we're going to have a lot to talk about because depending on how long it takes us, to record the next episode, Mandalorian is going to be finished. We'll next, do that then. We'll, next we'll do Friday it. is the last episode. Shoot. Can you guys believe we are just a few days away from the 20s again? That's so crazy. The 20s. We're going back into the, the 20s. The roaring 20s. Oh. Dang. Well, we love you. Thank you for listening. I'm Austin. I'm a Southern Draw. Oh, I'm Parker. <laughs> hey, have a good night.